Oh, we are blessed indeed, aren't we? It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Find ourselves on the second week of Advent where the theme is peace. But I pray that your theme for this whole Advent season is hope. We are a people in dire need of living in the hope, not finding hope, but living in the hope that comes in Christ Jesus and renewing that hope each day. We find ourselves this week in the gospel reading from the gospel of Mark, the first chapter, the first through the eight verses. Hear these words. The beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice calling out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John came, baptizing in the desert region and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey, and this was his message. After me will come one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water. He will baptize you with spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Ever equipping God as I speak, may you increase and I decrease. May the words you have given me for this message be seeds that rest upon our hearts that we might bear fruit for you here on earth. May I be bold and courageous in speaking what it is you've given me to speak. And may we as your people Have ears that hear. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. He landed in my office some many years ago. Struggling. Life was dealing some big hurdles to him. And he was wondering if God even knew him. He was wondering if God even knew who he was and what he was going through. And thus began a relationship with the man I call my friend Sam. Sam the fireman. Every time I would joke with Sam when we'd see each other, I'd say, you know, are you that fireman that George Strait sings about? You know, they call me the fireman. I said, is that you, Sam? Well, Sam said, kind of, that's what's got me in trouble, (laughs) is being a fireman, not only all in my life, in my profession, but sometimes in all of my life, putting out fires wherever we can. And so Sam and I got to be good friends, and Sam and I worked upon his spirituality and on his marriage and his relationship, and I got to know Sam a lot better, and I got to know the life of a fireman a lot better. You know, John said as it has been proclaimed in this sanctuary several times today, prepare the way for the Lord. Do you know that the greatest work a fireman does 
is in preparation. The greatest work they do is in preparation. Do you know to what extent they prepare? It is ridiculous the amount of preparation firemen do before they ever leave for a fire. It is crazy. I wonder if we as Christians really heard what John said today. When Mark proclaimed his gospel, he didn't say this is the end of the story of Jesus. He said this is the beginning. This is where your faith begins. And it begins in preparation. How many of us hear this story about Jesus coming and him baptizing in, the, in John baptizing in the Jordan River and claiming that he can't even untie the sandals that Jesus will be walking in as our faith? We take that not as an introductory statement. We grab that and we hold it as a large rock, a large part or large block of our faith. It's the beginning I mean, if we're going to look at our faith and reflect today about the Advent season, the question is, what's our preparation? What is our preparation as we walk through this season of hope, a season which, above all Advent seasons I've ever walked through, needs more hope than anything? I mean, if we're not seeking anything, we should be seeking hope. But in our seeking of hope, we should find peace. And that peace comes in preparation. I'll tell you that Sam and I were talking one day in my office, and we were really talking about his relationship with his um, wife. But I asked him this. I said, Sam, you go out every day, and you don't run from danger. You run to danger. How do you do that? You go and you save lives every day, Sam. You breathe life back into human beings, regardless of what disease they might have. You go and you pull people from vehicles, regardless of what might happen, what fluids you might get on you. You go and you run into a building and you you put your armor on and you go into the building and you face the heat. How do you prepare to do that? And he said, Barry, we do three things. We practice. We practice, 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 practice. Did you know that firemen practice? This particular fireman has a field where they have a tower and they have some old structures. And I mean, I love to go out there and they light them on fire. I'm in. But then they have to, they practice how to put things out. They study. They have to have a degree. Did you know that? To be a firefighter, you have to have a degree. You have to go through an academy and you have to go through all this training and it's rigorous physical training and mental training. And they practice and they practice and they practice and they practice. How often do we practice? How? Do you get up in the morning and you say, oh, good morning, Lord. Thank you for the day. Let me have a great day. Bless my children. Bless my family. Bless my work. And I'm off to go. And God doesn't hear from you the rest of the day. How often do you practice being in the presence of the Holy One? Prepare the way of the Lord. Every day we have to practice preparing ourselves to receive who it is and what it is God wants from us that day. Every day we have to practice that. We practice reading Bible verses. Any of you read Bible verses every day and you read them just to check off the list and say, did my devotionals today? Hey, I have a friend that I would talk to every week and, and he'll say he's an avid reader. I'm not an avid reader, but I read because I have to. He, is an, he loves reading and he loves reading the old, old time scholars and all. And, 
And, but he had confessed the other day. He said, you know, I did my readings this week, and I always glean something from what he says. He said, I did my readings this week, but it was just because I needed to do my readings. I was just checking them off my list. I was taught when I used to play sports that you perform how you practice. In fact, one particular coach used to say to me, we need to practice like we never won, but we need to play like we've never lost. I wonder as Christians, in our spiritual disciplines in our life, whether it be the music you listen to or the quiet time you spend with God, how many of you set set quiet time? How many of us have time to just be still and sit down and do nothing? Block out everything, internet, all that stuff, phone calls to family, and we just sit there and let the presence of God have us. That's a spiritual discipline, you know. Did you know that? The ancient fathers and mothers of spirituality, they practiced it. It's called centering prayer. You just sit and you're quiet. And if a thought comes across your mind, you have a word. And that word draws you back to the center of where you let God speak. And you flush your body and your mind and your spirit. You prepare yourself to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How often do we prepare ourselves by practicing practicing we practice we open that bible and we read do we read just to read scripture or do we say god today what is it as i read this text today what do you want me to glean from it open my heart and my mind and and restore my life so that i might see what it is you have for me that's what practice is we don't get better by practicing some by putting our half half of our heart into practice we should practice so that we can see god Because if we don't practice in our own lives seeing God and preparing for God, how can we go out into the world and see where God wants us? That's what the practice is about. The practice is about allowing God to be present in our life, preparing for the mission that God has for us. And sometimes we just have to be still. Sometimes we have to read. Or sometimes, like every morning with me, man, I'm jamming. I've got one of those speakers, you know. The Bluetooth speaker, that's what it's called. And when I'm getting ready in the morning, you can't hear in my house. Because I've got my jam on and I've got my Christian music on and I'm in the shower and I'm singing to the top of my voice. And me and God are getting it on. Because I'm practicing. Because I want to get out of the shower. I Not only do I smell like Irish spring when I get out of there, I want to be full of that Holy Spirit. When God baptizes us in water, why can't God baptize us in the shower every morning? Bring all of yourself to me and let's practice being in the presence of God. Let's, let's form a routine where we prepare ourselves to walk out into the world and see God. Sam and I were talking and I said, Sam, how often do y'all practice? And he said, Barry, we practice three, four, five days a week. I said, how often do you get calls? Every day. Every day. I said, Sam, what happens when you get a call and you're practicing? He said, we're in hot pursuit. We're in hot pursuit. I said, what does that mean? He said, well, let's say we're just at the, at the station. 
And we're just taking care of matters. We're practicing because we're cleaning our engines. We're, we're folding the hoses. We're, we're mopping the floors. We're doing whatever it is God wants us to, what the um, fire department wants us to do for the day. And the alarm goes off. And the beep goes off. And they call us into action. We all go immediately into pursuit mode. So if we're going to prepare ourselves to encounter the holy, to find the peace of God that walks with us in all of our lives, we're willing to practice. That means get up and do your daily routine, not to check it off, just that you practice. But you need to practice so that when you go out into the world, when the call comes for the pursuit, you're ready to go. They get graded on their practices. And when the alarm comes off, they say who's going. And they jump on the trucks and they go out to whatever the emergency is and they respond to it with pursuit. Intentional pursuit. Now we can practice all we want. It's easy to practice at home. I can play the guitar. Did y'all know that? And I used to practice and practice and practice and practice. But you've never heard me play the guitar in front of anybody, have you? You haven't. There was a time in my ministry when I did every week. I led worship every week with my guitar. I can't sing. I can barely play a guitar. But the pursuit was there for God. And God asked me to do that, to step out of my comfort zone, to practice, to learn something I didn't know how to do, to trust that God would equip me, that when I opened my voice, that the song God wanted to come out would come out, that my voice would match the notes on the guitar. And there were times when I opened my voice and I didn't quite get it right. But then practice kicked in, and the pursuit of God was right there. God asked us to step out. How many times have you encountered someone who needs you just to sit with them for a minute? If you haven't sat with God in practice, how can you sit with your brother and sister in need? You can't resemble who it is God wants you to resemble if you haven't practiced being in front of God yourself. If you're trying to give somebody advice, and you haven't practiced learning the scriptures and applying them in your life, how can you pursue to represent God if you don't know what the text says? The text tells us who God is. The text tells us the character of God. The text tells us about God's love for humanity. If we don't know that text, how can we pursue God, pursue the people that God wants us to, if we don't know what to say? Oh, God will just give me the words, will he? You're going to try to cheat the step. You're going to try to pursue without practicing. You'll be like the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I'm serious. You'll have Christian. You'll think you're great. You'll think you're America's Christian. But you won't win anybody for God. Because you haven't done the hard work. You haven't practiced and you haven't been open. You haven't learned how to make yourself available to that spirit where that peace just sits in you. Doesn't mean you have an easy life. It doesn't mean there aren't struggles. Doesn't mean you don't face death. Doesn't mean you don't face illness. Doesn't mean you don't struggle with financial problems. What it means is that when you face those, you pursue them with the spirit of God because you've practiced that already. And you know that when it comes time to step off that truck and grab the hose and run into the building to put out the fire, God is with you. 
So we as God, as we prepare for God in this season, we as people of God, we have to practice. But we also have to be open to pursuit. We have to be open to those promptings of the Spirit that say, hey, go. Have you ever done that? God says, right over there. Or you see that person right over there? Oh, you see that number on your phone? Mm, Nope, not answering it today. I've got a round of golf to go play. Nope. I'm going fishing. Nope. Right? We want to pursue God and God gives us these opportunities and we try to tell God what we're going to do. We've practiced. We're ready to go. Put me in, coach. Let the alarms go off. I want to ride the truck. I want to hear the sirens. I want to wear the clothes, put on the hat, pull on those big boots, put on that heavy coat and all that gear. I want to go. No, I don't want to go in that burning building. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. not for me right if we're going to prepare ourselves to receive the peace of God we have to practice and we have to open ourselves to pursue God but here's the deal Bob Goff nails this Jesus he says this is not going to shout over the noise in our life so that we can find others for him Think about that one. God's not going to yank you out, pick you up by the scruff of your neck. God's going to whisper to you. And if you've practiced, you're going to hear. You're going to sense. You're going to feel. And you're going to know. It may be scary, but you're going to step into pursuit mode. And here's what I want you all to hear. I said... Sam, I know practice makes perfect and perfect practice makes perfect and all that stuff. But what happens when you mess up? I mean, you're in a business that if you mess up, it could be somebody's life. I mean, if you administer the wrong drug, if if you perform the wrong procedure at the car site or, or the emergency, if you, I mean have the wrong angle of approaching a, in a fire and you collapse a wall on somebody. I mean, you could make a mistake, right? And he said, yeah, we do. We do. We practice, practice, practice. And then we pursue with all of our heart, Barry, with all of our passion. We go, we go, we go. And sometimes in our going, in our pursuit, we're so gung-ho, we make a mistake. Which brings me to the third step of preparation repentance what did john say mark said this is the beginning there will be a man coming and the man says that we need to prepare ourselves we need to practice and we need to pursue but what we really need to do is we need to repent repentance we practice we pursue and then we have to reflect on who we are and who we have been in representing christ for the day I stay awake at night wondering if I got it right. Lots of hours. There's many times I have to get up and go to my recliner because something's not right. Something I said, did I miss the opportunity? And I spend hours reflecting. God, were you there in that moment or was that me? 
Did you develop that moment or did I push that moment? Did they take what I said as spirit-filled? Or did they think I was speaking from myself? And God, was I speaking from the Spirit or was I speaking from you? You see, if we're out of practice, and even though we pursue, we still have to repent. We can be the best there is, and we're going to make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes because there comes a time in our life when, dang it, can I just have that Snickers? I mean, really, I, I'm trying to get slim again. Can I just have a Snickers? Can I have some of Bonnet's pecan pie? Right? And Wilma's b- banana pudding? Oh, my gosh. God, it's the holiday season. I mean, we want for ourselves, right? But Scripture says that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, He will give us the desires of our heart. But that delight means that we pour all of our energy into God. When God's delighted with us, it's because we've practiced making presence, making room in our presence for God's presence. It's because we've practiced and we practice and we want to pursue God. That's when God's delighted with us. Because God wants to be intimate with us. And God will accept us as we repent and say, you know what? I think, God, I did that because I wanted to be glorified. You ever do that? I mean, sure, you mask it. We all do. We mask it in service. We mask it in kindness. We mask it in all sorts of things. We mask it in gospel. You know, love one another as I have loved you. Yeah, we're going to love you, but look who's going to get the glory, right? I mean, we do that all the time. We want the pat on the back. It feels good to be patted on the back. But in our heart, we know we didn't prepare for that. We know we haven't practiced like we should. We know that we didn't give that other individual everything that God wanted. Because, you know, we had to hold a little back for ourselves. We had to have a little for ourselves. But God always receives us in our repentance. John said, I baptize you by water for the forgiveness of sin. But the one who's coming after me, the one whose sandals I can't even untie, baptizes you with spirit. I stand at the graveside every time I bury somebody. And I say these words. We are gathered here today, having celebrated the spirit of the person we love, to return the vessel back to the earth that carried the spirit. I say that every time. John said, he will come to, I baptize you in water, but he who is coming, the one whose sandals I can't even untie, will baptize you with spirit. Do you see what I'm saying? If we practice and pursue and we admit when we're wrong and we ask God to fill us up, it becomes spiritual. God wants to meet us on a spiritual level. God doesn't want to meet us just in repentance for sin. God wants to meet us not just in the water. God wants to meet us in our spirit. Let us, people of God, practice, pursue, and even allow ourselves to repent as we prepare ourselves for the way of the Lord this Advent season. Amen and amen. 
So, Sam, you just uh, have to go.